Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. I'll tell you what. This is how we live. So I would say this week could be summed up pretty simply. Everyone's trying to make trades. You know, I thought week one would be a big panic week. It turns out week six has been the biggest panic week so far Easy. of the season because everyone's blowing up their teams besides me. And, wow. and I just, so right now we're talking about the Jets. Okay. We're talking about the Jets. We're not talking about the Bears. We're not talking about the Vikings. We're talking about the Jets. Okay. Mitch has been trying to convince me all day long that uh, Isaiah Crowell is an ex Ladanian Tomlinson. You know, he's coming here trying to trade him to me, um, thinking that he's he's one of the best running backs in NFL history. And so, Mitch, go ahead. Explain oh. to explain to the listeners, why is Isaiah Crowell <laughs> one of the best running backs in the NFL? Other than the fact... What are you talking what he about? did in the first six weeks. What are you... <laughs> okay, so I'm supposed to use evidence other than what he's done most recently. Well, because I can use what he did most recently as evidence to show that he's actually not that good, but he's been a... He's been Blake... A, He's like, been a product of good fortune. You're insane. You're insane. And, and you're delusional. I, no, I'm not delusional. I'm not saying... When did I say Isaiah Crowell is one of the best running backs in the all league? All day long. You, Much less so, all time. So That's, we're working up a trade. We're working up a trade. Okay, And then you come to me yeah, and you say... Yeah. We're working up a trade. And then you come to me and this is what you say. Well, I'll, I'll, give, you a, I'll give you a wide receiver one and a top, a top 10 RB. Which is what he is so okay, far this yeah. season. He is on the ESPN app, but he's not actually a top 10 RB. He's in scoring. Okay, but he's not scoring. a top 10 RB. I'm talking about actual legitimate top 10 RBs based on all of... Blake, <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm just looking... Okay, carry on Johnson, 30. So, Tariq Cohen, 22. So, the, the, okay. the, the ESPN... Devontae Freeman, okay. oh, 73, has uh, logged a total of the 7 ESPN points this season. The ESPN app is ranking these Those players your, based on I their know fantasy that. points. Based on their production. No, based not their, their production. production. What matters in not fantasy? Not their football production. How do you win a game? Okay, How do you win that. a game? Do you that. get fantasy points to right. win a game? Right, yes. Or what but, is it? Yeah, I understand or that. Or do you judge it on carries and stuff like that? Well, or be, or but, how, how open a 60-yard run was? Who cares? He gets fantasy points. And Blake, I wasn't he coming to you. He got fantasy points. He doesn't get fantasy points. He got some fantasy points. He's gotten them throughout the first six games he of the season. He had three games of six. So 50% of his games in the first half of the season, in each of those games, he broke off a big run. He doesn't get the he doesn't get the majority of the carries for the Jets. He's not a through the tackles okay. strong running back. Blake, He's a guy who gets a breakaway Blake, run. None of this matters, dude. I and besides, as I was saying before we started recording, I didn't come to you saying, "Hey, here's Isaiah Crowell, give me Julio Jones or or even give me Deshaun Watson or or anybody that valuable." I was saying, "Here, take Crowell and another player for one of your players. It fills multiple spots for you." I really it wasn't an insane trade offer. And this has been this week's episode of Days of Our Lives, <laughs> Fantasy Football Edition. Yes. If yes. you guys are just tuning in, this is a, a great soundbite of what actually goes on behind the curtain. And uh, yeah, th- this league's intense, but guess what, boys? We have fun, don't we? No, no, not really. Oh my! We have gosh. fun. We have fun. I, I, no, I just I'm quitting. I just want. I wanted to. I wanted to to leave it on this. No. When you no, come, we don't get to leave it on you. No, we're not gonna leave. You say something, and then I'll rebut that, and then we can move on. When you come knocking on my door, oh <laughs> my, okay. Blake, Blake, earlier in the in the year, earlier in the year, Ryan's come knocking on my door. Connor's come knocking on my door. Both of them have received the same kind of cold, cold reception that you did. Is that true? Yeah. 
Yeah. Listen, Blake. Because the, because the deals are crap. And and that's fine. I understand it. And when you send these crap deals to someone like a Tom or something like I understand that I'm, you might get a little bit of a conversation. <laughs> but but with me, I'm not going to sit there and listen to the crap deals. Blake. So you're going to have to show, you're going to have to shell buddy. out. When you tell me, I want Stefan Diggs because he's my boy. Okay. You you have to give up a little something to get him. You're, it's not just gonna. I did. You don't just get a free pass at your favorite player. You have to you have to give a little sacrifice. Okay. The other player I was offering was T. Y. Hilton, who has been hurt the past couple weeks, but he's obviously going to be a top twenty uh, wide receiver by the end of the year as well. In addition to a top ten scoring running back so far this season, that is a more than well, fair I, trade. I wish, In fact, you come I, out ahead. I wish in that. that you you had to sign off on your predictions and and that at the end of the season we could go back and look at T.Y. Hilton and Isaiah Crowell and we could see just how bad they really are. Okay. And because, besides, I mean, you're you're complaining about me offering a bad trade to you. This is coming from the guy who got <laughs> Lil T at the cost of T.Y. and Lamar Miller last year. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're saying that my trade offer to you was unfair yeah. I think, or I think, ridiculous I think last year's, or disrespectful. I think last year's trade was premature. Blake, listen but to I, me. I think, I think, I, I listen think to I, me, buddy. Okay. <laughs> listen to me, buddy. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know what I did this year? I really scored on cute Tyreek Hilton. Or Tyreek Cohen. Tariq Cohen, I scored on him. Not oh my t- gosh. No, Tariq Cohen, I scored on him because I gave up a guy who's never going to touch a football. Let me tell you this, For Blake. the rest of the season for him. And to, who? Tariq Cohen looks good. I don't know if you saw him on Sunday, but he looks good. (laughs) Blake, listen. Here, let me just leave it at this. I literally wasn't even thinking about trading with you. I was was talking trades with somebody else, and then I thought to myself... (laughs) I thought to myself, you know what? Blake earlier this year said that nobody offers him trades, so let me go see who he's got, and I will make him a trade offer. Because you were literally like begging for it earlier when people were talking trade, and you're like, nobody ever comes to me with trades. So I decided to throw you a bone, and then you treat me like I'm offering you crap, and that's just not even the case. Dalton, what do you think about this? <laughs> Dalton? Man, guys, where is Dalton? Like legitimately, I know the last couple of weeks were like, yeah, we don't know where he is. We, we knew where I actually don't know where he is tonight. So Dalton, one last time, man, if you're out there, Come we're, on back, buddy. We miss worried. you. We're worried. We miss you. Anyways, Mitch, we Mitch and I had a good time today. We had a good time today. Debating, Blake is three and three. Debating. I'm six and zero. Oh, just to be right, make right. sure that we're clear. You know. He's not in a position of power over me. Yeah, we're sure, done. Sure. Anyways, but there's been there's been a lot to talk about in the last couple of days in our league. There really has been. Um, and and speaking on trades, okay. So we have one email this week, and it's from Tom. Um, and it is about trades, and I think he just wants to get some of our opinions on kind of the way the league has gone the last. Uh, what today basically I mean I think he sent it today and Ryan was a part of one of these trades um, okay so Ryan was a part of two of these trades I know that James has been in talks I know Connor has made some big trades over the past couple of weeks and so Tom um, wanted to get some of our opinion and we also have a, we have also have an email from Matt Herbers too that we're going to get to oh great but this is what Tom says. Uh, trades have gotten out of control. Because of early season bad trades, I get an offer like this that many in this league might find fair. Please send help in our trade market. Right the wrongs. Make sure that the losers in the league aren't picking the winners. If Connor wins and Hamby finishes second, this season should be voided. And what he's referring to is a picture that he sends of a text message he received from you. Oh. Let me go ahead and re- read. Wait, who? Tom. Tom from Mitch. Okay. This is a joke. Okay. He says, Tom says, this is just how the conversation, what I can read, starts. Sorry, didn't mean to offend. You say, I forgive. 
He says, tried to leave the chat to cool it for a bit. And then today at 10, that was actually on October 3rd. <laughs> then, yeah, so I don't that, think that's a relevant that, part of it. <laughs> that must have been about something else. Uh, you guys, some kind of other drama you guys are doing. <laughs> okay, anyway, this, and this is what happened today, 10.08. Any interest in moving Sanu from Tom? And you go, sure, Sanu for Gurley. If you don't know, Sanu is a wide receiver too. Decent little player, but Gurley is actually the best fantasy player in the NFL. And so Tom's a little concerned that you would even send him something like that. So Mitch, explain yourself a little bit here about what's going on with this kind of a, this kind of uh, attitude in the trade market. I mean, apparently it's not just me that you're sending these bad trades to. That's the thing, Blake, is you think that, that my Sanu for Gurley trade offer was at all in any way close to Crowell for digs. That's just not even the case. Tom, if you are um, upset about that sort of an offer, I think that just shows your insecurity. I was clearly joking, but if you actually were worried that you might, you know, trick yourself into accepting that trade, <laughs> that's your own personal problem. Okay, that's not on me. Ryan, do you see a problem with the trade culture in our league? Uh, no, I have a problem with. <laughs> bad guy to ask. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually here's what I here's my before you answer. He Mitch says bad guy to ask. Mm-hmm. Ryan has a bad reputation of being a trade monger. Mm, well said. That, that's fair. I actually don't mind that in this league. And, um, yeah, and I think that's changed hands to Connor now. Right. Well, actually, you could just say that Connor does the best business in the league. There's many ways to flip that on its head and make Connor not a bad guy. Connor had a very good team. He actually made it a very great team, and now he looks unstoppable, putting up what 151 points. Maybe I'm making that yeah, up. About 150 yeah, points. He did. It was unbelievable. Uh, I have done that in previous years. Maybe not that well, but decently well to get me that that title here's here's the thing about the culture that that i'm seeing in this league irrelevance is not very fun you guys can both agree with that irrelevance is boring being middle of the pack is not fun yeah. you want to go for first and if you get last so be it yeah and so i think when people are all overreacting to hey everybody's giving up on their team everybody's freaking out you know what i'm i think i have enough foresight enough it, the past six years have proven this where I think I have enough foresight to say this team that I have currently will not win a championship especially with Connor out there putting up 150 this team will not win a so what I do I make two trades my team gets fantastically better and I'll tell you what I'm not done yet I have ideas okay so and I think when it comes to the culture I think people get very very hurt when they are not included in the deals when somebody says no to them and, and yes to somebody they else get moved on. feelings get hurt yeah. and I think that's where this is coming that's from that's natural right um, I think that, so l- let me give a little bit of, of well, I want to ask Mitch what he thinks about the trade culture in our league. Okay. But first I want to give a little bit of a synopsis of some of the trades that have gone down over the past couple weeks and some of the big notable deals. Um, so this week was a bit, today was a big trade. So Dalton sent Keenan Allen and Rob Gronkowski to Ryan for Kyle Rudolph and Le'Veon Bell, who's yet to see the field this week. Okay, so that's one trade that you're um, you're in. Okay, so this one, next one also that you made today also has you. So you pretty much you changed a lot of your oh, yeah. team today. Uh, you traded Alshon or um, Mitch traded you Alshon Jeffrey and um, Royce Freeman for uh, Carlos Hyde and Mohamed Sanu. Okay, those are both like reasonable deals. I, I think obviously you made a fool of Dalton a little bit in my opinion. Um, but <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> um, but hey, 
you know, at least he did something. We asked him to do something. At least he did something. Um, the big trade, though, that, that I know Mitch is going to have something to say about what happened a few weeks, well, actually a long time ago, and it was um, Zach Ertz and Saquon Barkley for um, for uh, Tyreek Hill and Matt Breda. I don't think that all happened at one time. I think there were a couple different trades. One where Zach Ertz was shipped off to Connor's team and then Saquon Barkley um, and another one. Yeah, that uh, that um, also in addition to Dalton's trade where he gave Connor David Johnson, those were, I mean, you look at the results this week, Connor, 148 points, highest scoring team of the year. You know, Johnson with 10, a respectable 10. Barkley with 28, Zach Ertz with 10. I mean, and then, of course, he already had Antonio Brown. This is what we're going to see the rest of the year. And the fact that those guys didn't have the foresight to see that coming when they were making those trades, like, you got to think about the ramifications for the rest of the league with the trades that you're going to make and the team that you're creating by giving them those players. Yeah. I, 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 so a lot of people have put brought the hammer down on Scheib for that trade. Um, and also Dalton for the trade of sending David Johnson to Connor as well. And it's now made Connor a super team. I think more powerful than what we saw out of Cam last year. Uh, I mean, those points this week were just, and trust me, I watched it because I played against him. But I, I, I honestly think, though, uh, you can't predict. Obviously, fantasy is one, one of those things where you can't predict the future. And when you've got a rookie running back like Saquon, Okay, it was he was it was a little skeptical there the first couple weeks. It wasn't like a sure thing. It was it wasn't. I mean, we didn't know what the Giants were even doing. We, they, I mean, the whole thing was a mess with Eli and what are, who, who are they now? Now they can't throw the ball at all. So Saquon's like for sure the dude. Like he's getting the ball all, all game long. Okay, and then that wasn't the case week one. And then um, David Johnson at the, at the beginning of the year was like, oh crap! Like his NFL career looks over. It really looked right, over. But but the word of the night so far is. Foresight. Yeah. Foresight. And Connor had foresight to right. see David Johnson as, hey, if that guy can become my RB2, that's a nice, yeah, a yeah. nice situation for right. me there. So I think what it comes down to, and like last year, the trouble I got into and the trouble that we've seen everyone get into is panicking. Panicking really is what happens, is where we see these types of things. It's when you have one bad week and because of that bad week, you decide to become irrational and move big time names. Okay, is that the definition of panicking then? You have one or two bad weeks and you decide to make really big moves that end up messing up. Yeah. Is there a difference between that and looking ahead and saying, I don't think this team is actually what I want it to be and right. so you make drastic moves? Because there, there's a fine yeah. line there. Yeah. And that's I do not think I'm panicking, but I don't mind if people say that. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't know, man. I can't, I see, when, it looks like you're panicking because you're making so many deals, but then I look at, your, I look at what you did. You got Gronkowski, and you got Allen, okay? Gronkowski, I have five five pass catchers who are number one on their team. You know what? You know what? I don't want a single Patriots player on my team in the first six or seven weeks because they don't. Tr- I don't know what it is. It's almost like the Patriots don't try. Oh, but now we're getting past. But those now weeks, we're baby. getting past those weeks where they start to hit Let's it. Go. And Gronk and guys like even maybe Josh Gordon and obviously Tom Brady. Now they're like their values through the roof. The first couple weeks is like, you know, I mean. They don't perform um, as well as they do down the stretch. Okay. So the trade culture, I don't think there's anything that bad. People are, obviously Tom writes in the email to complain about it and he's concerned. (laughs) And it's just, it is true. Connor, I mean, it's going to be really hard to take Connor down, barring injury. 
I think the thing is, we're all we're all. Uh, Tom has mentioned before, like something about a commissioner approval process or something like that. Number one, the commissioner's in the league, so right. I feel like it's hard to be unbiased. Number two, we're all grown men. Yeah, we're all experienced. It's uh, part of the game. Fantasy players. It's part, it's of, the part of the game. You got to make your own decisions. Yeah, Have the foresight yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. know what's going to happen to your team and to their team. You know, you got to just take responsibility. That's what it comes down to. So here's a question from Matt Herbers. He says, sup, sup, boys. Been <laughs> loving the pod so far. Got two questions for you guys. Um, the first question is, um, will there be any appearances planned or unplanned from other league members on the pod that haven't been on already? That's his first question. We'll address that. The second, well, let's just address that really fast. So... Uh, Matt, if someone busts down our door like they did last week, we are more than happy to give them the mic <laughs> for three to four minutes. That yeah. is maybe less. So yeah. I'd say the threshold is like four minutes. You get you get a solid at least minute 30 to two minutes to come in here and say whatever you want. Um, but if you have any ideas for us, Matt, or anyone else, of people from the league you'd like to hear on the podcast, whether it's through the phone or whatever, just let us know because we can get anybody on here. It's not just it's not just our show; it's our league's show. Of course. So everyone is welcome to, amen. <laughs> everyone is welcome to uh, to say whatever they want here. The second question Matt has is: Which of these two things will happen first? Dalton wins a fantasy football game, or Cyrus Glenn says his first word. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's that, funny. That was a good. Yeah. That's good. I think the real question is what word is going to be Cyrus Glenn's first word? Wow. Uh, based Saquon? on the name, <laughs> based on the name of his father's football team, David I'm not so confident it's going to be a, a a great word. Right. But you know, maybe he'll take after his mother. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Connor's team name. <laughs> Goblin. Goblin. <laughs> I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my money on uh, Cyrus's first word. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. He also. I heard he has a nice light film of back hair already. So <laughs> we got a little Connor in the making. <laughs> That's good to hear. What do you think, bitch? Uh, Cyrus's first word or um, Dalton's first win of the year? Yeah. Well, Dalton's first win is not gonna come anytime soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we gotta go with Cyrus Glenn. Talking it up. So that's our official stance on that. Uh, Cyrus will be a speaking human before Dalton gets a win in fantasy football. So, and yeah, I, 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 there's no way that won't happen. All right. So, Mitch, you've, pre- you've prepared some stories for us this week. You know, um, we can't take it all in at once unless we get, you know, the headlines. So, let's go to the headlines now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Casey's was cruising for a bruising as Daddy's Matt dominates Dalton from start to finish. <laughs> Sporties stomps Camatrons in stupendously strong score fest. <laughs> Leo hurt? Leo gone! <laughs> Philman's football fields office for his prized pony. <laughs> Front runner and father? Goblin getting wins on and off the field. <laughs> and love to have listeners. Logan Dreesen joins the ranks of the show's top fans. <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't know we had a top fans we ranking do. list. We do. We sure do. <laughs> I I'll had no idea. I didn't know about that. Matt Hoybus is up there for sure. Yeah. After that I, email. After Matt's big email today. <laughs> <laughs> was a good email, Hoybus. It really was. So these are the stories this week. Um, let, let's go through them. Let's kind of get your, you know, as a writer, you don't want you don't want to just be known for your headlines. You right. Wanna, you want people to see the meat of your story, That's right? That's right. You he know. loves the meat. I do. <laughs> I really do. I can't can't deny that. Can't okay. deny that. So first and foremost, Casey's was cruising for a bruising. <laughs> As Daddy's Matt dominates Dalton from start to finish. Give us a little bit of synopsis of what happened in this game. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, as always, uh, Dalton doesn't stand a chance. He scores in the 60s again. We knew that that was just a big anomaly last week, right, Ryan? It hoit. It hoit you, for sure. But, yeah, we all knew he'd return to his natural form and get dominated by Drake. Uh, a little bit of a surprising story here, but yeah. one that we were happy to see. Sporty stomps <laughs> Camatrons in stupendously strong score fest. That's right. Sporty goes, goes ahead and lays the wood to the Camatrons. Camatrons thinks he can come in and stomp his way on in here and interrupt our podcast. <laughs> but Sporty's putting into that for us, didn't he? I guess that probably also means that Cam isn't isn't in the running for MVP this week. Nope. <laughs> Not a chance, pal. <laughs> That's gonna be tough on him. Uh, so this one, I, I really, lo- I hate to see. This is this one broke my heart. It's one of those things that when you see this kind of story in the news, you know, you, you're gonna. It's like the kind of news story you send to your mom with yeah. the crying face emoji or something like that. You know, <laughs> something that really breaks your heart. Um, Leo hurt. Leo gone. Very sad. Philman's football fields offers for his prized pony. That's right. Unfortunately, Leo hurt. Leo hurt. He's hoit. We've known that all year long. Blake so eloquently put it earlier in the year and let us know what was going on with him. James finally said, you know what? I've had enough. i got to just try to move on from him. He's trying to field office for him. I don't think he certainly hasn't landed on anything yet, but I know he's got a lot of interest to trade his prized pony. When your prized pony gets hoit, sometimes you just got to put him down. That's right. You got to take him out to the field. Uh, Put the funny. gun to the back of his head. That's right. Uh, so we got a couple more stories here. Front runner, and f- front runner and father. Um, Goblin getting wins on and off the field. This is huge news. That's right. So right now, I would say currently, currently, Kana just scored the most points of any team we've seen all year. 148 points. I'd say. I don't know if anybody would argue the fact that he looks like the front runner. For the league, even though certainly, I, even though he doesn't have the best record, he is looking really good. Um, off the field, he's the father to a beautiful, beautiful baby boy, isn't he? Beautiful boy indeed. <laughs> nice and hairy. That's right. Just the way we like him. That's right. Um, and then finally, love to have listeners. Logan Driesen joins the ranks of the show's top fans. That's so right. where did you get where did you get the scoop on this one? What you know this what I went, one, This is one of your biggest scoops of the year. That's true. I had to do some investigative journalism. I had to get right down into the source of this one. Uh, Logan Driesen himself. He told me he was basically binge listening episodes. I mean, he was referencing stuff from. No or they were episodes in the season, and I was like, "Wow, look at this guy!" Wow. I was like, "He's right up there with Matt Hoybers." We gotta get him on the show. We gotta, we gotta, gotta do it. We gotta because you know what? He's not only is he on the short list of fans of the show, he's on another short list yep. that I'm not gonna talk about right now. 
Right. We don't want to bring it up in case, in case you know, J- Jared's listening because there's That's a t- right. There's a tight race. Yeah. There's yeah. a tight race going on. Yep. And um, I'm sure there's other people on that list too. I don't want to leave anyone out that I'm not remembering right now. Of course. But that list is very exclusive, yet mm-hmm. very inclusive of, of some wonderful people. Of course. So, um, those are the headlines this week. Those are the biggest stories going on. And those lead us into um, what this league really lives for. What this league breathes for. What this league, um, you know, there might be people listening to this that aren't in the league. And um, if you are, you don't realize that um, when it comes to MVP and D, throughout the week, there is a brutal and full-on... Argument going on um, within our group chat based on who wins MVP and who wins MVD. So this is actually a really, really big deal. Um, and this week we need to discuss who is going to be the best and who's going to be the worst. Ryan, why don't you kind of introduce us to the the conversation this week? Yeah. Well, there, man, this is always a hard conversation because somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, and and the the league always seems to you know take some personal offense at this. And so you always want to make sure. You give a good full story here. Um, I want to start with Kentucky Fried Football, sure. uh, a team that's not looked good recently. That's getting a lot of flack for a lot of, well, a couple bad trades. Maybe only one bad trade, uh, but maybe scored, not. Maybe, maybe not, not even a bad okay, trade, right? But we don't know yet. The season he's catching a lot over. of flack, nonetheless. He scored 116 this week. Got a big win over 100 point scoring Tapwater. Good for you, Shive and. I also want to say, coming in at a hot 123, the Calvinist is a very sneaky team. Tom Biedenfeld looking very strong this year. Uh, I don't really get it. I don't want his team to be my team, but he keeps scoring a lot more points to me. And I want to say, shout out to you, Calvinists. Yeah, I mean, obviously you see that Kentucky Fried Football scored, um, what, 17 more points than, or 27 more points than uh, Mitch's Colfax High did this week. And I mean, that's a... That is a pretty impressive number from him. Tom also continues to put on um, great performances. Obviously, he gets a lot of help this week from the likes of Aaron Rodgers. And um, let me pull up his score here because I really want to see what, what exactly. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers at 28. He's got Todd Gurley, who is the best player in fantasy football. Gives him a great chance to win every week. Um, and Devontae Adams is turning into um, a guy that we – you know, watching week to week, and he's an amazing player. So Tom is up there too. But uh, you know what? My opinion is on this is that um, very rarely do we do this, but I think this is a back-to-back MVP week. I think the performance put on by Connor Glenn and the Goblins is one that we cannot look past. This was one of the most powerful performances I've seen in the history of this league. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, he got a lot of help from his Houston defense, uh, which, you know, fortunately they're playing Buffalo. Um and so that helps, whereas uh, you, Blake, playing against him, got negative one for your, your defense. And, you know, that's so unpredictable because, like we were talking about last week when, when Dalton tied with Ryan, Cincinnati defense scored, uh, what, 28 points this week? They scored week. 27 last week. They scored yep. 27 yep. this Can't week. Forget it. Yeah, Ryan will not soon forget that. Cincinnati defense scored negative six for Dalton this week. Yeah. So anyway, my point there is that you never know what you're going to get from your defense. And your defense is going to give you a big boost if it if it if yeah. it booms. It's huge. It's huge. So yeah, I mean, obviously a well balanced, very powerful win from Connor. Uh, Tom had a great performance again. Uh, really leaning on uh, Aaron also, Rodgers. Another thing I want to I want to mention on Connor's team is that is his uh, his kicker Harrison Butker. Yep. Uh, ended up with 18 points. That's well, a yeah. 
butt kicker. That's when, a strong performance for a fantasy oh, kicker. Man, when your when your defense and your, and your kicker both come through like that and give you high double digit, you know, scores, that is really really helpful. But I want to say even then, even then when Connor puts up a 148, he has Mark Ingram the second on bye week. And I want to say he might have had a couple fluke things like you're not going to get 18 from a kicker every week or 21 from a defense, but I'm saying he wasn't even technically at full strength at full this strength, week, guys. So. No. Yeah, and he, he had to play Aaron Jones from Green Bay. Not a running team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so, and in fairness, now, listen, we, we mentioned uh, Kentucky Fried. We mentioned, uh, you know, the Calvinists and whatever. A guy who scored more than both those guys, Sporty's Drafts. Yeah. I mean, he had by another way great Mel- week. By way, by way of Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Latavius Murray came out of nowhere, so it was props to him for sticking with him and um, even though, with him. Even though, you know, a couple weeks ago we had that discussion on here where I was a little frustrated with him when he was trying to shove uh, Murray and Dalvin uh, Kelsey. Cook. No, Dalvin Cook. Oh, oh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, who's still out. Oh, oh, oh sorry. So, my bad, my bad. Yeah, no problem. I was but wrong again. It's okay. He also, he also, wow, I mean, look at him. See that right there. Minnesota defense got him 13. Steven Goskowski, the kicker, got him 22. That just shows how crucial those two positions can be, you know? Yeah. So, it, 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 down, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Sporty's drafts had a great week. I, okay, so Connor's performance was powerful, but the defense gives him a big push, right? Mm-hmm. So who who do we pick here for, Do we is it is it time to crown Sporty's drafts as the MVP. Is it time after obviously Latavius Murray started this week? I think is an is a, is a great start. You know who's another great start? Uh, is 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 Yeldon? Uh, T, uh, T.J. Yeldon. Even though he only had six points, uh, you know, with getting him on his roster now that Leo's uh, Leo's hurt, I think is is a big is a big thing. Um, so I, is it time that we crown him or Ryan? Do you think that we need to go with really our gut on this this? situation no and i know logan's man enough to to hear me say this also i want to say one more thing oh wow okay sorry no he's he's gonna be on edge listening to this that's all i gotta say i want to go say, for it i want to say one more thing uh tyler scheib dropped the vikings defense last week and logan is looking out he picks up the vikings defense they put up 13 points this week if he had a close game that would have been a big big push for him i think his management of his team this week was actually really really good it was good. Minus starting Jordy Nelson. It was good. Right, Jordy didn't get him much. He got zero points. Uh, here's the thing, though, Logan. You did every single thing you could, but 148 from Connor is just too much. That it's. I want to give as much props, pats on the back as I can to Logan here, but the numbers have spoken this week for me. My vote is going to have to go with the Goblin. Mitch, what's your vote? I, you know, the... If I may, this is an aside, but if I could ask our fans a question, I would say, who is who is somebody in this league who you root for? You know, I mean, I know obviously the personalities here on the podcast, it's easy to kind of get to know us and whatever, but I'm wondering outside of the people who, who are on the mics, who do you root for? If I were to choose somebody as a fan, if I were a fan of this show and I were just listening, I think there are two teams that I would root for all the time. They would be Filman's Football, because he's just kind of a sad sack. Back to, the, back, to the seven, back to the 73 this week. Yep, yep. He was back to his old ways. And you know what the other one would be? It would be Sporty's Drafts. He's a lovable team. He's a lovable team. I, I vote Sporty's Drafts for MVP. Okay. I'm going to vote oh. I'm gonna vote Sporty's Drafts as well. I think the oh. management of picking up the defense, I think the management mm-hmm. of put playing Latavius Murray this week and him getting the him getting the big the big points. Also, with the Melvin Gordon thing, man, I mean, that guy is right behind, behind Todd Gurley. I like what yeah. – I like how – Logan has kept up. And you know what? Logan, when you picked Cam Newton 
in in the draft this year, people snickered. They <laughs> snickered. And Cam Newton, yeah, hasn't has been up and down this year, but it did not hurt. He picked him, I think, in the seventh round or something like that. It did not hurt the outcome of his team. He took him at the right time. He got himself a quarterback that week to week can get him points on the ground and through the air. And I I think he actually drafted well, and I think he's managed his team well, and I think he deserves to be MVP this week. Couldn't agree more. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's two to three. Move on. Okay. Two to now one. Now it's Oh, yeah, two to one. <laughs> Ryan counts as three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Dalton's vote is an absentee ballot. We haven't gotten it in the mail. <laughs> um, so now let's talk about MVD. Um, maybe an easier conversation. So Casey's general sports this, this week is the lowest scoring team in the league with 62 points. I'm close behind him with 63. <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly. throw that in there. And, <laughs> and I am, I am. And, and the, re- the, the reality is, is that I've had two weeks in a row that have been very poor for my team. That's fine. I'm, I'm trying to deal with that. Um, and also Ryan with uh, the 67, 67 points. Whatever. So, you, you know, we're all in that range of the, the 60s. And so, out of those three teams, who can we blame the most this week for mm. a, poor, a poor performance as far as team management goes? Uh, okay. Honestly, the one thing against me, the one thing I have to take is that I keep playing the wrong quarterback. Every time I play Goff... Wentz has a great game. Every time I play Wentz, Goff has like 38 points. So, um, uh, I, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it, but that is one thing you could say about the Panthers, my team. Let me look at my team and tell you what I think about what I should have done differently this week because obviously, you know, 63 isn't good. So, I had I was lo- I was, I had to start Alfred Morris this week, who I've, I'm, I'm done with, Okay. Uh, he get he gets zero points. My Chicago Bears defense, my beloved Chicago Bears defense, gets a negative one this week. Um, and then I've got Julio with 143 yards with no touchdowns again, <laughs> which kills, mm-hmm. which kills. But freaking Deshaun Watson, what is going on with you? Five points this week, just a terrible performance. You can't have you can't. W- Win a football game, a fantasy, a fantasy football game, when your quarterback only gets five points. Your your team didn't look good. My team didn't look good. But this this is Casey's general sports right here. I'm going to read you his roster, and you're going to say, "Oh, right, oh five and one." Ben Roethlisberger, Jordan Howard, Wendell Smallwood, Keenan Allen, who he traded. Will Fuller, five, drafted in the fourth round. Rob Gronkowski, who he traded away. Deshaun Jackson, a negative Cincinnati defense, and Cairo Santos. I, I, it's not even, it's, it has to be him because it's not even about the decisions he made this week. And I'm, Dalton, I love you. I hope this doesn't cause drama at home. But he has led himself to this week to where we're not going to be surprised. And guess what? His team actually, um, if Le'Veon does not come back soon, his team looks worse than it did last week. I vote Dalton. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's funny that you're like criticizing him for the trade that he just made with you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Crit- I'm saying he needed to make that trade with me. Yeah. I did not. I didn't do anything sketchy there. He needed to make that trade. But I'm looking at like who he is playing this week with Alex Smith running like his team for him. Like that's going to be his hope. I think this week is well, you Alex would have Smith. Loved to seen or know, Michael Crabtree will be. I don't know. You would have loved to seen uh, maybe Dalton 
try try someone like a Baker Mayfield, you know, maybe be yeah. beyond take a risk, you know, beyond the waiver wire, maybe get a young and upcoming quarterback who's been putting up a lot of points. Just do something a little different than just kind of stick with Alex Smith every week yeah. after you know he's only going to get you like his, I mean, he's only going to get you 15 points every week. That's literally all he's going to do. What confuses me, guys, is why would he why would he give you Ryan Keenan Allen and Rob Gronkowski but not make that offer for somebody else in the league who has a running back who has played. Like, what? You have those guys that you're willing to give up? Why not get somebody who's more of a sure thing? I can't just crawl into his head and tell you these things, Mitch, but I'm also not going to say that was a bad question. But here, here's how I would sum up we know. his team right here. The words general sports. It, okay, it's, it's a lovable name. Everybody's like, oh yeah, Casey's general sports, funny, I love it, logo's great. But... I'm starting to get this cardboard taste in my mouth when I'm starting thinking about it. I've had a lot of Casey's pizza in the past two weeks, like a lot, right? Even today for lunch. And I'm starting to just like look at that greasy, crusty cardboard under there and I, and I can taste it and I'm looking at his roster and that's what comes to mind when I look at Casey's general sports. <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely the MVD this week. Um, and, th- th- you know, Thankfully, Ryan and I get to save ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, good job, um, guys. I, I, I can't wait to hear from the from the uh, the group chat on why maybe I should be it or Ryan should be it. Go ahead and do your best on that. But Dalton, you scored the least amount of points. You you still haven't done anything besides maybe this week. But I still don't think that this week does anything for you. Uh, to Certainly make your, not in the near future. To I make mean, your team any better at gosh. all. Yikes! Also, Bad. if you're out there. Send up a flare or something. <laughs> something. Where are you? So this week's MVP is Sporty's Drafts. with not Our fir- first time having an MVP without a un- uh, unanimous vote. And this week's unanimous MVD is Casey's General Sports. Um, and everyone probably knew that before they even started watching or listening. Um, so yeah, that, that's what you got out of this week. Um, let's go to a little bit of some of the issues we're having this week. Beef of the week. Um... For my beef of the week, I'm gonna actually stay a little bit more of an apo- uh, a little more on a positive note. Um, I know that I know it's a bummer. Lame, yeah, come on, Blake. Know, everyone likes it when I come in here, you know, guns blazing. But I'm because I'm because <laughs> I didn't know when else I'd be able to bring this up. So I have an idea for the league. I have an idea for the league for the league winner. Okay, so we've never we we have this 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 horn. I won't even call it what it really is because that you know, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, you might run for office someday. And exactly, and I don't want to have to, you know, um, listen to this podcast when I'm in my 50s. Um, <laughs> but, so, I, I think that that's a great thing, but here, here's, my new, here's my new idea. So, the winner of the league gets to pick one player on his team, okay? It can be someone that sat on his bench all year. It can be his top performer. It can be his quarterback. It can be his kicker. It can be whatever they want. And the rest of the league has to put in a, uh, a pot, pot of money to thus buy that player, buy that player's jersey for the league winner. So if you end the season with this player in your team, you can pick whoever it is, and everyone would give like ten bucks or something like that, and then you buy this player's jersey, you know, for the for the league winner. That's that's just that's just an idea I had. Cause uh, you know, I was thinking it might be kind of fun to you know have like a like a, a D.D. Westbrook jersey or a Tariq Cohen jersey when I do win the championship this year. Okay, yeah, no, totally. I'm not really gonna respond to that. It's just kind of like a, yeah, I'd rather not. I don't know, but fair idea, fair idea. Uh, here's my beef of the week. It is with 
the quote unquote lovable film in football. And I, mm, I don't know. I, I do love the guy, but here, here's the thing. He goes out on the group chat today. We're getting, we've been talking a lot behind the curtain stuff today. There's, there's a lot that goes on behind the curtain. And he says he wants to trade uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, and I don't feel slighted, but I've been texting him for about five weeks now trying to get Leonard. And he goes out to the league and says that. And my problem is not that I feel uh, unheard in the situation. My problem is that I still don't think he's going to trade him. My beef is preemptive. I could be proved wrong this week, but James doesn't trade. So my beef is with the guy who won't make a trade. James, prove me wrong, man. I'll do a public apology next week if you can prove me wrong. <laughs> no, by trading you know me what? Leonard Fournette. You know what? This is this is. Listen, James. What this is is this is just another one of Hamby's tricks up his sleeve to get you to give it, <laughs> give him a deal. To get. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is Hamby trying to get a deal out of you. <laughs> Hamby trying to get a deal out of you. I'm sorry. Yikes. What'd you eat earlier, by the way, Ryan? I forget. I got a good old number one from McDonald's. <laughs> How does it taste? <laughs> okay. The big McDonald's. James, James, whatever you do, Yuck. whatever you do, you've seen it. Don't make a deal with Hamby. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to stop this before anything bad happens. I got to do it before he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitch, Mitch. All right. I know, I know Hamby hated it, but what did you think about my jersey idea? I just as an idea, you know, something, you know, there's a little something new. I don't know. Oh, you guys both hate it. That's fine. That's no, fine. I don't hate it. I just, I think we can maybe think of something else. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as long as you're thinking about it, of course, yeah, yeah. You bring up a good point that the league could be thinking about as a whole. So, appreciate you bringing that to our attention. My beef for the week is, jeez, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to just, I don't want to keep railing on Dalton. So I'll, 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 I'll think of something else. Um, maybe I do. I don't know. My, wow. Spread it out. My gosh, Ryan. My beef of the week has to be with. Ryan's freaking fart right now. My eyes were watering. I couldn't breathe for a second. He went and got a big McDonald, Big Mac for short, um, at McDonald's. My joke. Wow, it was his joke. He did make that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't have a beef. I mean, I, if, if anything, I would. I would say, Dalton, why not trade those two players that you traded to Ryan for Le'Veon Bell? Why, why not make an offer with those guys to somebody else in the league who's like played the whole season? Like maybe you know, go um, maybe go every single team in the league, make everyone an offer, and then when everyone turns you down, they're yes. like, okay, fine, Ryan, I'll give you yeah. this deal. If you're willing to part with those players, why not part with them for somebody who has been playing? Like a Melvin Gordon or an Ezekiel Elliott or something. I don't know. I'm not saying that those guys would accept those trades. They probably wouldn't, but I'm just saying why not even try that? I know I know for a fact he didn't even try that. He was just dealing directly with Ryan, and then that just happened. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to just hey, rail Ryan, on Dalton. Ryan wants us to move on. <laughs> Ryan's bored. Ryan's bored of no, hearing no, he how just, great at trading he is. No, he just doesn't want us to talk about his his uh, schemes anymore. Yeah, his sleazy tactics. Wow. Wow. He's pissed. <laughs> okay. We can move on. All right. Well, all right. What did you learn this week, Mitch? R- Ryan has something to say, it looks like. Yeah, no, I could tell you didn't have anything to say, so I decided to relieve you of the mic for a second. Uh, the, my my uh, my lesson I learned this week is actually something that I learned that I want to learn, if that makes any sense. I learned from something you said, Mitch, really appreciated it, 
fans out there, listeners, um, Pastor Mark, if you're out there, I know you're, you're a new subscriber. I want to say uh, welcome to the show. And he, here's my question. Who's your favorite player in the league? Who's your favorite team manager? You know, you got so many different personalities in this league. You got, you know, the preppy kind of quarterback douche Colfax High of Mitch Larson. You got the sneaky uh, but ridiculously successful Panthers with my team. Um, should I keep going on the line? No, uh, I think you should, you should just let them choose between you two. Well, that, that's cool, but like, I mean, he was throwing up, you know, oh, I cheer for film and football and uh, sporty straps. I wouldn't, though. Sure. And so I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fun topic. I, I would love to learn from the listeners what team they like. Yeah, I, I, it sucks that there's not like a public uh, facing, you know, thing where they can actually see everybody's uh, team and scores and stuff. Maybe we could... Uh, Put it on the Instagram. Yeah, if there was an Instagram page, which I think there is, haven't checked it in a few weeks. I'm uh, being honest, but I think we can uh, put some, you know, more uh, profiles out there and get you guys a little more going on what's behind the curtain. I know everybody wants to see that, Blake. Um, I didn't know they wanted to see that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you root for a fantasy football team that's not yours. I'm not sure that's possible. Well, people listen to a fantasy football podcast that's not in their league, so. right? But. That's 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 all just a fantasy world thing, you know. It's just good entertainment, man. I guess. Um, I don't know if you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think let's find out. Let's find out who the fans' favorite team is. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. So your your choices are Mitch, Ryan, Sporty's drafts, or film and football. Well, everybody, we everybody's an option. Do you want to go down the line, Ryan? Just go ahead and go down the line and tell everybody who their options are. I already said a few there, but we got um, the Calvinist, Tom Biedenfeld, a crotchety team, to say the least. Uh, likes to find faults with everybody else's trade, but do you know why? It's because he's always thinking and he's committed and he's devoted to a certain extent, at least. Right. He is leading. He's a very league. professional man. And if like, that's your type of player, then you should vote for the a, Calvinist. Be, being a fan of the Calvinist would be like, Becoming a Seattle Sonics fan last year, they were in the NBA. like, don't do it. Just go ahead and buy your Thunder jersey. Yeah. Well, okay. Coming up next, we have Daddy's Matt Drake Drake Epkiss, the oldest member in the league, uh, a great guy, and he is our commissioner. Um, OG six been around since uh, the very beginning. Um, a team that is honorable, always has been. Uh, who does good business? Who always is there to like talk fantasy with you and encourage you about your team um now you say well man this guy's perfect maybe i mean he's pretty close but his team has never been ridiculously successful so if you're somebody who would cheer for um i don't know blake who do you, who do you think his uh, team uh, resembles think, you know my, my my i think his team resembles the green bay packers Really? They're good every year. They show up. They usually kind of like you watch them and you, especially you follow their record and their stats and you're like, gosh, they're not that good. But like they win some games. They're kind of in contention. This one's going to be controversial. I can already but tell they're not, They've Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl in his career. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And Drake has never really done anything. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the pedigree, but he doesn't do anything with it. And I think he's like the Green Bay Packers. Well, I'm going to move on before I say anything bad about Drake, and then he beats me up. Right. Uh, he does kind of hold that power in the league. Uh, Philman's football, we already said, kind of a lovable, um, quote-unquote, sad sack, Mitch said. Uh, what, what do you Can you kind of unpack the word sad sack for us for, to describe Philman's football? 
Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know, ever watched uh, Winnie the Pooh back in the day, but there was a character named Eeyore, <laughs> which was a stuffed animal donkey. Um, You're just a stuffed animal? Yeah, they're all stuffed animals. I believe. Uh, At least Winnie is. Dude, I actually have no idea. Wow, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, basically, everything bad happens to Eeyore. And he's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, whatever. James has, like, I feel like every year his team struggles with injuries. And as we've noted before, he averages about 75 points a week, and it's very average. If you would be a New York Jets fan, mm. that would be James's team. Um, can never figure out what direction they're heading in. <laughs> um, always very, not average, a little below average, but not bad, you know? Sure. Then I would say that Dalton would be the Giants, where it's like he has a championship, but it was kind of like, well, you're not actually that good, though. He's kind of like Eli Manning, and well, now we he's really done. We well, that. he is the next team. It was a great, a great little transition there, Mitch. Uh, general Sports, Casey's General Sports, Dalton Storm, a league champion. He has he has that pin on his sash. He is a league champion, but as you can tell by what we've been talking about, it might just not be his year. Um, Dalton, a very good guy, a very honest man. Uh, just really hard to see the silver lining at the moment. Uh, moving on to the Goblin, Connor Glenn. This is your man's man team. This is your snarling... Uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, sure. I, I feel like... Hmm. Whatever. I'm, I'll let you just take care of that. I'm not going to argue against what power you said offense, there. Power um, offense. New to the scene this year. Power offense. Could, could see it coming for the last couple Always of years. Always right. Yes. Always right. C- could see it coming... Yeah, very, very Sean McVay-esque. Mm. Uh, you could see this coming for the last couple of years that he was going to eventually hit gold. He's a gold. very, very diligent player. He shows up to drafts with notes on notes on notes and, and all these different colors of color-coding players and highlighting stuff. And he he's, really deserves. He's a lot like Sean McVay in the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, they're, 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 they're Super Bowl favorites in the NFC this year. Um, a little off the cuff, though. A little rough around the edges. Uh, some people enjoy that. All right, so if you like uh, Richie Incognito, uh, who, then this might be your guy right here. Big fan, I am at least, of the Goblin and Connor Glenn. Moving on to the Dino Camatrons, the, the meanest team in the league, but honestly, we're kind of not that scared of anymore. Yeah, to me, the Dino Camatrons are kind of like the, uh, the Jaguars. You know, they talk, mm. talk, 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 wow, talk. Wow, interesting. Last year, they thought they were the best team in the league, and what did they do? They blew it. They blew it. Well, he didn't blow it last year. Well, he kind of did because, you know. Well, he won the league. You know he won the league, but he still kind of blew it. And he knows what I'm talking <laughs> about. And okay, we don't know what you're talking and about. And he definitely blew it this year. He had all that power going into this year, and he gives up Todd Gurley like an absolute idiot. Anybody who calls himself the warlord of their fantasy league uh, He's is the going to at least have no something pedigree. coming to him there. No pedigree uh, at all. A great overall record as a manager, though. Cam Donovan knows what he's doing. Uh, go DeWitt Sabres. Uh, Cam Donovan is a very good fantasy football player. I do player. want to add, however, I'm very pro-Cam. So even, Oh, nobody's more pro-Cam than you. No, and I, I know I made a few negative comments about him, but I'm very pro-Cam. Yep, Cam's a great player. Uh, be a very fun team to make your favorite. Um, moving on to I have M. Ryan, colon, MVP, Blake Wolf. That's your team. Blake, what, what team are you like? I am like the, my Atlanta Falcons, and here's why I'm like my Atlanta Falcons. You got a lot. Of, you got some talent every once in a while. It's like there's some decent players on the team. One year they're like, oh, they're going to the playoffs. They won their division. They're pretty good. And then the next year it's like, what happened? Now they're one and four. It's like now they're they have the same players and the same schemes and everything, and they still have some sentiment of of like success, but they lose, and their defense gives it up at the end of the game every single week. 
and their failure. They're uh, strong in their convictions, though. They're strong in their convictions. That's you. They're they're a cool team. Yeah, not afraid to mix it up. But they're not going to win a championship. You're, you're going to back up your own decisions, no matter if you get zero wins in a year or, uh, you know, yeah, eight yeah. wins in a year. You're going to back up your decisions no matter what. So, uh, if you like somebody like Blake, which I know a lot of people do like you, Blake, uh, you, you could have a lot of fans coming your way for this discussion. Uh, just a few more here: Kentucky Fried Football, Tyler Scheib, a man of few words, but he lets his fantasy football do the talking. Uh, a good player. I played with him back in high school, guys. I, I can say that from experience. He he cares. He he knows deeply what he's doing, and uh, he's genuinely a very good guy. I know Mitch. You got a little beef with him, but uh, you know we're we're a league that allows beef as long as it's grilled up and eaten the right way. And so, uh, why would people want to be? I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do this on live air. Why would people want to be a fan of Tyler Scheib's Kentucky Fried Football? Well, this is not live. It's recorded, and then and then. Mm, okay, well, we're going to go back, delete that. And why would people want to be a fan of Tyler Scheib, Mitch? Yeah, sorry. Um, why would you want to be a fan of Tyler Scheib? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's exciting and unpredictable because uh, he is at least willing to make changes and stuff. He, Like he said earlier in the year, his team was looking bad. He said he would rather make a change and have his team tank than just stay average. So I guess that's um, noble. Wow, dude, that's good to hear you grill up that beef and eat it with Shibe right there. Maybe yes. he'll have some response on the email this week. Um, moving on to Sporty's Drafts. You already kind of covered this one, Mitch. Uh, lovable Logan. Uh, everybody loves Logan. Uh, he has come to many holidays with my family. Uh, a dear, dear friend. I do not really enjoy his fantasy-ness, mainly because he won't trade with me, and that is smart of him, honestly. So, uh Good on you, Logan. If you want to be a Logan fan, good for you. Who is he like, Blake? I would say Logan is like the Houston Texans. Hmm. Um, they like have good players. They're a good <laughs> they team. like have good players. But they're they're in no way going to win anything anytime soon. Mm. And they put up a lot of points, but and they're supposed to have a good defense, but they put up a lot of points and they also get a lot of points scored on them, and it just doesn't really make sense. They're not they don't really ever complete who people say they are they're just kind of a skeleton of themselves sure that's a that's a decent little word there and finally the last team and the newest team of the league uh, i feel like if you like a new guy i feel like an underdog ames tapwater and mm. riley veer all the way over there in ames um and every time you kind of bring up you know sports with riley he likes to make that that rocker sign with his hands and say sports you know and, and <laughs> he's got like kind of that lovable like yeah, I don't really care, but I care enough to be here type of thing. And sure. Mitch, what do you think about uh, why somebody would want to be a fan of Riley Veer's football? Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Blake, do you have anything to close this off about Riley's, uh, Riley's fantasy team? What I would say about Riley's team is that it's one of my favorite teams. If I was voting for a team to be a fan of, I would be a fan of Riley's team because he is – Genuine, he cares about mm. the people he deals with. He treats them properly. So I would actually, um, I would say that Riley reminds me a lot of the, um, who am I thinking of here? The New Orleans Saints. Mm. They're a great team. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're going to lose some games, but they have standards. They have a lot of respect. They've got a lot of respectable guys on their on their roster, and I, I just think of him more as the New Orleans Saints. Now, I hate the Saints in terms of actual football because they're division rivals with the Falcons, but he's new. He's the New Orleans Saints to me. So, right on. 
And that is a very long answer for what I want to learn this week, guys. And we don't need to really have said we learned anything because all of that takes everything that we needed to say we learned. Unless you have something now. I mean, <laughs> why, why would we want to be a fan of you, Mitch? Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. I don't know. This is hard. This is a harder question than I thought it was going to be. I, I personally would root for me if you like um you know a nice guy who like wins a lot and also is like really humble with his winning and <laughs> everybody in the league likes him and yeah. you know you're living a lie <laughs> that's super compelling though yeah. not compelling you're living a lie like you're delusional about your team and about your trade prospects your team is awful. You have no running backs. And the fact that you would come at me for offering... If anybody nice wants to be a fan of the uh, Six Panthers here, uh, if you like the Dallas Cowboys, you come knocking on my door. Big business, great pedigree, the winningest team in Friends and Benefits football history, original six, part of the Champions Club, Bromega original. I got my patches ready to go. Um, it's a good place to be. So I'll see you guys on the email. I was gonna, I was gonna um, compare you to the Steelers. The Steelers, oh, but I know you like the, I know you like the Cowboys. So, oh yeah, I forgot I like the Cowboys. Just a coincidence. I'm thinking a lot like the Cowboys. And I did pick the Falcons too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what did I pick for your team again? You didn't pick anything. We kind of blew by oh. it, and Ryan called me a, a preppy douche. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would say I'm the Vi- I, I, I'll go with the Vikings. Uh, no, they sorry. don't have a great pass, but they're no. oh. So are no, you complimenting the Vikings. the Vikings or are you? No, I'm saying that you're more of a, um, let's see here. You're more of a Denver Broncos. You know, How so? They suck. And so- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like the Vikings because they haven't won a Super Bowl. I haven't made the playoffs in fantasy, but this is the year where the Vikings win the Super Bowl and I win the championship in fantasy. So, you know, it's a good time to join, to join my bandwagon if, you, if you're looking. We'll end on that. We're, we're so glad that you guys listened to this 57-minute podcast. <laughs> Whoa. That got away from us. <laughs> we appreciate everything that you guys do as far as sending emails and putting up with us on a week-to-week basis. We'll be back next week to talk more. Blake, Crowell is a number. Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious.